Hey guys, Justin for Live Athlete Pastor Channel, and you're watching the Online Bible Reading Club. This is day three, and, and that's great. I mean, you're three days in. Congratulations. Uh, you're think the fun's just getting started. Uh, confession, this is not your day three, it's day four, but I'm shooting two today because it, yesterday was Sunday and I missed uh, filming the video. So let's get into it. Genesis 7 through 9 and Matthew 3. Now, I don't want to waste your time. That's first and foremost, but it is never a waste of time to pray. And so what I'm going to recommend today is that you take some time before you read and read through Genesis 3, 14 and 15 and pray through that and ask the Lord to help you to see how it is that he has cursed Satan and how Satan is striking the foot of the Christ, and the Christ is striking the head of Satan. This is the story of history. This is the story of the covenant of grace being unfolded, and, and there's one story going on, one history, and it is based upon that word from God, that promise. And notice he spoke it to the devil, the chief rival, the chief proud, arrogant accuser, uh, and usurper. Now, what's fascinating, and we and we post this verse on our bulletins every week at church. Listen to what it says in Ephesians three ten. Before we get into it, Ephesians three ten says that uh, we, you know, Paul is preaching the Gentile to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. Uh, he wants to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages. In God, who created all things. That's the plan. The plan's being unfolded. And he wants to, to show them how that is true. And then listen to what he says. So that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in heavenly places. Who are those rulers and authorities? Well, I can only imagine it's the angels. It's the, it's the, uh, the, even the rulers. You might think of the ruler of this world, Satan. And that's what he's doing. He is, he's belittling Satan through all of these people like you and me who love the Word of God, who love the Christ, who love our Jesus. He is our Redeemer, our Savior and friend, and we love him. And we want to study his Word. We want to know him better. And that is the, 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 that's the mystery, that we're going to have communion with God restored back. We lost it. The tree of life is, we're barred from eating from it because we're in a cursed condition. As you look at the text today, you see people dying. Uh, you saw that yesterday. You saw murders. You saw uh, this long list of people who've died in a genealogy to get us to Noah. And you see that people are murderers and evil and all the thoughts of their hearts are wicked continually. But Noah was found to be righteous. And so God tells Noah in Genesis 7 to get in the ark, take your family, and he hides him away in this ark while he destroys, does his work of destruction on sin. And that's what the story of the flood is not. It's not a cute little story where all the animals are there and they're two by two. It's a dirty, horrible picture of judgment on sin. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God's eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. This is the story. God's going to judge sin, but He's got a people, and he's going to manifest his wisdom wisdom through uh, all of those people coming to know Christ and coming to know him through Christ and, and, and ultimately entering back into the presence of God face to face. We can't get there now, 
Someone's got to go through that, that flaming sword that guards the way, and that's the judgment on sin. And we're either going to have to stand and be slaughtered by that, that flaming sword, or God's going to protect us from it in Christ. And you see that's what he does with the ark. He protects Noah and his family from the judgment on sin. You saw that a couple days ago as he as he slays an animal and covers his, the, our first parents, Adam and Eve. And that's the story of the Bible. Jesus is our cover. He's our shield. Even though we're unworthy of it, you look at the, at the end of the story today, if you go to Genesis 9, you see that after he's come out of the ark, God makes a covenant with Noah and he says, that uh, I'm going to keep these seasons going on. Essentially, he's going to keep. He's not going to do this again. This was the. This is the great picture of judgment, and you can expect regularity. You see that the lifespans go down. You saw a man in the last chapter, uh, Gen- or Genesis five, where he was 969 years old. But now that we see uh, today, the the lifespans are about 70 to 90 years old, and that's where the, that's kind of the normalcy it came down to uh, throughout the centuries uh, in the Old Testament as well. Now. As you think about that, death is horrible. The wage of sin is death. Spiritual death is worse. But there's a bunch of people who are religious who walk around day by day uh, thinking they are righteous based on their own works. And this is the most wicked thing. You know who, who, who tells you you're righteous based on your accomplishments? Satan. He says, well, God's not right. God's terrible. Uh, you know, he, he ought to accept you, you know, just lighten up here. Okay, so uh, think about what, as we get to the New Testament, what's going on there. As you look at Matthew 3, uh, when you get there, you see a couple things. You see John the Baptist is on the scene there. John the Baptist is a key picture in all the um, synoptic gospels and in John as well, uh, because he uh, is the forerunner of Christ. All these uh, Pharisees and scribes and religious leaders go out to the wilderness to where John is and he baptizes people and tells them to repent. He tells them that Jesus is coming and, and you're either going to be a tree that bears fruit or you're going to be chopped down. Judgment's coming. This idea of you're going to be you're going to be held accountable for your sins is true. Now, one thing you note when he, as, as in uh, verse uh, 7 it is, I believe, 7 and 8. He's, he calls the Pharisees and Sadducees, these religious leaders, a brood of vipers. Now, it's, it's not good to call people snakes. That's not, that's not nice. But you know what? It's even worse. He calls them baby snakes. A brood is the babies, right? So he's saying, you're a baby snake. You know, you're not even the real snake. You're just the, uh, the little younglings, right? You know who the real snake is? Satan. Satan. And we're going to see tomorrow and our day four of the reading a confrontation between the snake and the king. But you see what's going to happen here in this text is Jesus is going to get baptized himself by John the Baptist. Now, Jesus didn't need to be baptized, right? He's not. He's not a sinner. He has no sin of his own. Why does he get baptized? For our sake, so that all righteousness might be fulfilled, it says there. And you know what God says to Jesus? This is my son with whom I'm well pleased. My beloved son. Everything that Jesus does is that we might be called his beloved son with whom he's well pleased. What he does is for us. So guys, I want you to realize that, that you and I have no righteousness of our own. It's through faith in Christ. This is the whole story. God's going to triumph over Satan and taking sinners 
and making them righteous, declaring them to be righteous through the work of Christ. And Satan's going to try to strike at him. And ultimately, that's through the cross. Who are the guys who are, who are instigating the cross? The same guys that John the Baptist called a brood of vipers. They're little vipers. Even these religious people, they're a brood of vipers, and they work for Satan. They are his children, as John 8 tells us. Well, do you want to be on the losing team, or you want to be on the winning team? You want to be a winner or a loser here? Because uh, there is no hope outside of the righteousness of Christ, and that's the gospel, that a righteousness from God has been revealed through faith, uh, that we can have a righteousness through faith in Jesus, that we can be rescued from this helpless, helpless rebellion and foolishness that Satan has engaged in and, and tempted us to engage in in our own sin. So think about that. Think about the bad news of the gospel there that, that we uh, are aligning ourselves with a rebel against God and that we are in need of forgiveness. And God provides that. You see that John the Baptist says of Jesus, one more powerful than I is here, whose sandals of whom I'm not worthy to carry. As you pray through this uh, reading and, and ask God to reveal the glory of Christ to you, that he is the, the head crusher of Satan, that he is your righteousness, and that he's going to overcome the devil and destroy his works. And this is how you understand the Bible. All right, that is Genesis 7 through 9, a little primer for you and Matthew 3. We'll see you on day 4. God bless you. Like the channel. Uh, like the video. Subscribe to the channel. Turn on notifications, and we'll keep reading the Bible together. God bless.